Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Chivas del Norte podcast. My name is Varro, and tonight we have a special edition episode of the podcast. We're going to be talking about the press conference that Chivas held today for Ruby Soto from the Chivas Femenil team. And with me to discuss the press conference tonight is Melissa. She runs the Chivas Femenil English account on Twitter, and she's been on the podcast before. Melissa, how are you tonight? Fine, just ready to discuss everything that happened today. Big day today for the for the team. Oh yeah, for sure. But uh, first, I, I I just want to start off by asking uh, if you were if you're okay. Like to, I know there was an earthquake this morning in Mexico. I don't know if you felt it where you are. No, I'm in San Luis, so there wasn't anything really happening here. But still, we we were checking in on on friends we have in Mexico City. But no, everyone seems to be okay. So not nothing really really consequential here. Okay, okay. That's good to hear. So, we we did get some good news today. We got uh, Chivas held a press conference for Ruby Soto to announce her move from Chivas to Villarreal, the Villarreal Femenil team in Spain. And um, they they made they made it like a really big deal. And I think that's uh, one of the reasons that I really wanted to talk to you about the press conference today. Yeah, I mean... Um, there were some rumors already floating and then today Nelly tweeted it's going to be a great day and that's when I knew like it's coming today they're going to announce it today but I think that even though we've seen the club really give it some place to the women's team it was great seeing just how big of a production they set up today and also uh, shout out to the Chivas media team because the, the whole press conference it looked really well set up and we've also been seeing how they've been really great at, at giving content for both teams. Like you can see the same sort of coverage quality for both of them. So congrats to Javier Quesada, Santiago Montes, Rodrigo Lopez, and Fernando Yacardi, who are some of the people I know that, that worked there because they did a, a really great job there. Yeah, it was, I, I definitely like the production, um, the way they set up the media through Zoom, and then even the video vignettes they had for Ruby Soto from her teammates and... Like the the clip at the end of the press conference was really was really dope. Um, they had, uh, you know, all the Chivas canteranos that have made the jump from Chivas to Europe. You know, they started with Chicharito, Salcido, and then you know to include Ruby Soto into that is like big from the club. Yeah, there's definitely like an effort to to really integrate the the women's team as part of the history of the club, like not just something that can be separate from the men. But something that that is adding to, to the history and, and the greatness of the team, which we know there's a lot of history there, and it's great to see them try to to really bring it together and say and give it its place as being on par with with what the, the men are doing. Exactly, and um, it's a historic historic move for uh, Chivas uh, and for the Liga MX feminine in general. Yeah, something that, that uh, Nelly made like the point really strongly of saying that Ruby's transfer, it's important because she's only like the second player to make the move from the league to, to a team abroad, to Europe. But also she's like the first uh, purely Liga MX product. Like she's a player who was built in the league and she was developed there. Because Ceci Santiago was the officially the first transfer to go from Liga MX to Europe, but she already had like a lot of experience in in the national team, and she had already played in Europe before. But in terms of Ruby being like this um, 
this massive uh, achievement because she's a player that we wouldn't be able to see if it wasn't for the league. Like she hasn't even been called to the to the national team. So I think that it's it's going to be like uh, she's going to open a lot of doors for other players who may be a little bit overlooked. Like maybe I think that for for a lot of people it could be surprising why why it was her and maybe not another player because we we already heard rumors like for example Ovalle or Katy Martinez from Tigres maybe making a move towards the the Houston Dash but for Ruby being the first I think that it comes as a surprise for a lot of people because she's a, a very underrated player I think right for sure I mean I mean she is the leading goal scorer for Chivas like right now. As of now, I'm sure the record will be broken because she, she's only been on the team for two years. Yeah, and I think that the thing with Ruby is that she's uh, been for quite a while, but she's always been very consistent. I mean, if we take into account the fact that the Chivas Femenil team has had three coaches, and yet uh, she's always been scoring between three to five goals per season. So she's always been really, really really consistent and a really um, a stable presence for the team because... Um, her virtues is not only scoring, but the way that she builds game for the other players and sets them up with assists is a, a massive part of what she contributes to the team. And it's going to be really hard for Chivas to to figure out a way, because she can't really be replaced, but figuring out what they're going to do now that she's not going to be there for the ne- next season. Yeah, I think that's definitely going to be a hard, a hard player to replace. I know like the games that I've watched, I know I talked to you on the side and I'm telling like, Ruby Soto's probably my favorite player on the team right now, just because the way she plays on the wings, and then when she scores, she scores goals too. And now it's like now I have now I have to start over and find like a new player, <laughs> a new favorite player. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're going to bring them luck, and they're going to be the next one to to get the transfer. But yeah, I mean, she was always like like I said, a consistent presence. But the way her game has grown in the past year has been really great because we've seen her not only improve in the number of goals she's been scoring but also defensively the way she's been supporting the defense for the team has also been really really important in the last year and I think that that it's been great to see that that development and I think it also speaks very well of the of the work that the club has been putting into trying to develop the the team and the players they already have yeah I think the and then, like, you're saying, like, how they're developing the players in the club. I just think this press conference, like, really showed that Amaury is, like, really serious about developing and getting the Chivas Femenil team to advance as much as as much as much it can. It, it seems like he's, like, genuinely into it. You know, like, a lot of owners could take something and learn from Amaury, I think. The way he handled the situation. And even, like, this offseason, I think Chivas Femenil has made a couple of good signings. And they're not really letting go of players. They kind of took care of all their female players, especially during the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, the thing with Chivas is that today pretty much um, showed everything good that they have been able to do. And it has to do a lot with, with the signing Nelly Simona as a sporting director. Um, she's done a great job because the team was coming from a slump. And... Now the team's more stable. Uh, the teams, the players we already had, they, they kept growing. And they've been making uh, really smart signings. Like you don't see the team moving a lot of players or, or letting go or, or, or signing a lot of players. But you see like these little signings, they become like really smart in terms of, of improving the team. And like you said, it's part of, an, of a really 
well thought strategy. And there's also been like a lot of clarity in, in the messaging that, that the team has been been giving in terms of saying, look, we, we know things are tough, but we're going to take care of our players. We're not letting anybody go unless they ask to go. And and yeah, the, the signings they've made, made this preseason, every single player that comes to Chivas, uh, it's not only a player that is going to bring in on the pitch, but also you can see that they, they really want to be part of the team, that they really understand and they really love what Chivas stands for. So I think that that's, that's also like a big part of how things or, or the job that Nelly Simon has been doing and that she's been really open about it in terms of that it's not only about signing players, but also the person that, that they are signing and bringing into the team. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Nelly Simone's done a great job, and I think even on Maori, like, every time they tried to give him praise, he kind of, you kind of just be like, you know what, it's the player, then it's Nelly Simone, you know, she's done a, she's done a great job. It's, it's a good, it's good to see, you know. I know, I know, like, the Liga Max Feminine hasn't taken off, like, many hoped it would, but, you know, if you have owners like a Maori that support their female, their female team, you know, it's just a matter of time before it takes off. And like Ruby Soto is like a great first example, you know, she's the first player leaving to, to Europe and developing the league. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, Maori's leadership has been like really instrumental in what we're seeing now. And and you can hear the players in interviews uh, talking about him and praising him. And it's indeed doesn't really sound like lip service, like the guy's really involved in the team. And even like the small mention he made at the beginning that he related to Ruby Soto because she mm-hmm. recently lost her mom. And, and he related to, to how he felt when, when he lost his father, Jorge Vergara. It speaks to, to how he's also able to, to relate to the players as people and not just like seeing the team as something that they, they have to have because the league requires them to, but he's really shown uh, an involvement that is really personal and that it feels really genuine. And it's really great to see that. Yeah, exactly. You mentioned um, Amaury you know, saying that he could relate to Ruby Soto because of the passing of their parent. And, um, I mean, the whole press conference overall was kind of uh, emotional, both from uh, Ruby Soto's uh, Amaury, her dad, Nelly Simon. Like, I don't know, the whole the whole press conference was, uh, was uh, emotional. Yeah, I mean, it, it felt like the way it should have felt. Like, this is a special moment for the club, not just for the team, for the club itself. So they, they were really giving it the importance that it deserved and, and it really felt, it didn't feel like, oh, we, we need to put something up really quickly because this happened. I mean, it feels like really organic and really tied into the processes that the team has been going through. And yeah, I mean, I think it was, I, I did tear up a little bit watching like the beginning because like I know what Ruby Soto has been through, what everybody has been through. And just seeing uh, it being treated with, with the respect that it has been treated with, I mean, it's it's great. And, and I was thinking, this is how things have to be done. And I really hope the rest of the teams take note because it was really like a watershed moment for, for the team, but also for the league in showing the possibilities. And, and Amaury said it, uh, he mentioned Chicharito's signing to, to Manchester United, and he said that reminded us of of what we're capable of doing. And I think that the Ruby Soto signing is also going to be that sort of moment for, for the women's teams and, and for the league. Yeah, I hope it's like a catapult for other players in the league to go to other you know teams in Europe or even teams in other leagues just to show what, what the league can develop. 
Um, I know some of the details for her for her transfer. She's gonna go to Villarreal, the feminine team. They play in the second division of Spain. Um, that league is divided into two groups, the north and the south. But uh, since Ruby is joining Villarreal, she's gonna be playing in the south division, and um, the winner of each group like automatically qualifies to the first division of Spain. And I think before the whole pandemic ended the league i think vrl were sitting in fourth in their group so it's a team that's gonna compete for that promotion spot it's not like a it's not a bad team she's going to they're good they have potential to to jump to the first division in spain yeah and it's a team that that seems to be doing a lot of signings even though there's like a, a crisis but yeah like like you said i think it's going to be a good challenge for her um doing a group format is something that she has already experienced in the in the league so she's not in, unfamiliar with that and yeah i mean i think that it's going to be great for her in terms of maybe there's going to be a little bit less pressure than if she was going to the first division i think it's going to to allow her some room to to grow there and yeah i mean also i think that um, the way that the club presented it, also giving Villarreal their, their place in the presentation, it's also like this signal from the club that they're backing the player, even though she's she's maybe not part of Chivas still, that there's also like this backing up and, and trying to, to keep tabs on her, make sure that she's doing well and that she has what she needs to to succeed, which I think it's, it's great. And it's going to be maybe the beginning of an interesting relationship with Villarreal. But yeah, like you said, I think it, it's a good competitive team. And I think that she's going to be able to, to bring in a lot. They have some of their matches on YouTube and I haven't checked them. I'm going to check them to see how maybe she could fit in because they also have had some continuity with their current coach. So that's all, that also means that it's a, a project that has some stability. Okay, I didn't know about the stability part of their team. That's interesting though. So yeah, that means it's a player that they seeked out. If the coach wants to, you know, if you have a long-term coach, you know, they get the players they want. So I mean, Ruby Soto obviously uh, grabbed the coach's attention. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to, to be really interesting to see. And, and it was also really funny because everybody started jumping on Villarreal social media and saying, we're here, <laughs> yeah. Mexicans have arrived, and, and putting videos. And there were even some, some people joking that, hey, we don't want to see you do a Chucky Lozano with, with Ruby, like we want to see her start. <laughs> so maybe that that's also like part of what Chivas has to offer. Um, they're a big brand and they're also going to, to send fans over to Villarreal that are going to follow Ruby Soto and we're going to be more aware of the team. So yeah, I think that that's the sort of impact Mexicans always make when they go abroad and it's also uh, something interesting to keep an eye on. Yeah, the marketing aspect of signing a Mexican player, I think in Europe, I think it's something that a lot of European clubs have noticed. And um, yeah, you're right. As soon as the news was going to be official. I kind of had the Villarreal Twitter page open in the separate tab and I kept refreshing their mentions. And like it would be that meme of the Ralph from The Simpsons jumping through the glass <laughs> with the Mexican flag. Like, ya llegamos, ya llegamos, like every other tweet. <laughs> yeah, now they're going to get the Mexican invasion there, which is <laughs> going to be probably great for them. But yeah, I mean, we're going to have to check out time zones and figure out how to follow their matches. If they, they stream on YouTube, that's going to be amazing to follow. Yeah, that'll be super convenient. And I know, like, if they play, like, around the time that La Liga Men's League play, then it's, like, good, easy times to watch over here. At least where I'm at. My time zone, it'd be kind of easy to watch. It's not like you don't got to wake up at 
really early or like stay up really late to watch the games. Yeah, it's going to be fun to follow now. Now we're all VRL fans. <laughs> it's it's the only the only yellow kit I would be okay with Ruby wearing. I don't. I actually don't think they wear a yellow kit. I was looking at their uniforms because um, you tweeted me that like I think last week, and I think they wear like a white and red, white and blue, white and blue uh, striped kit that kind of looks like that uh, the Nike jersey that Chivas had in the nineties, and they have a white kit. I think I don't think they have a yellow. one. I'm not sure though. Okay, I'll, I'll have to check and figure out a way to to get one. I think I, I have a friend <laughs> over there in Europe who might help. So. <laughs> Um, it was also cool that the players from Villarreal also did like a little video kind of being excited and introducing Ruby to the team. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's also like part of, of the things that they were mentioning, Nelly and Amaury, in terms of they're not just looking to sign away players, but they're also trying to build partnerships with other teams all over the world, which I think it's going to be great. And, and doing that and like giving them their own space in the video and that sort of thing that speaks to, to the fact that they're trying to build a relationship and they're also trying to be like really professional in that. So I think that's also going to help maybe open up more doors for other players. Yeah, exactly. I know last time you were on the podcast, you know, one of the topics we focused on was kind of um, how can we get more eyes on the Liga MX Femenile and like making move clubs and making moves like this definitely draws more attention to the league yeah and i think this this preseason there has been like a lot of more attention like i think pretty much all of, of chiva signings have become trending topics in mexican twitter so that also means that people are more aware of it and also what uh, i've been seeing recently that norma palafox is like the second most popular player in social media in the world yeah uh, women's player which is also huge for, for the team and, and for everyone. So I think that we're starting to see more attention for, from a lot of people, even in like the Chivas Femenil account, even if guys just jump in to say they don't care about the women's team, they care enough to comment. So I think that's <laughs> also a good thing. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I think we, we are seeing the league grow and people become more familiar with players and, and even have their opinions of, of no I don't want this player for my team or yeah I don't want this player for my team so I think it's part of the growth of the league and it's been great to see that yep um Amaury and Nelly also mentioned that there weren't any off any other offers for players from the team but there are there is interest so that's something else to look out for going into the future. Yeah, one one of the now that I'm thinking back because Nelly she can be sneaky. Uh, that's that's the reason why why I I dubbed her the draft ninja because she's <laughs> always really silent and then she drops these kind of bombs. But I was remembering an interview she did last month and they were precisely talking about you know players leaving and she was like oh no well if somebody wants to go and get an offer we are going to support them and then she started talking like about standout players like the u20 players that get consistently called up to the national team and then she said oh yeah like ruby soto who's getting a lot of attention because of her great season and i should have known back then that she was saying it for a reason i guess that she already had that in the back of her mind we, we don't know how long these negotiations have been going on but there probably already was something happening there. She was just letting it slip out a little bit. So yeah, with <laughs> Nelly, you just have to be reading constantly between the lines because she's, she's sometimes dropping these little hints of things that are happening. But yeah, I mean, I think that there's definitely potential. I mean, we have uh, U17 uh, 
players who were part of the team that played the World Cup final. You have uh, Nicole Perez, Annette Vasquez, uh, Jocelyn Montoya, and, and Kimberly Guzman, who have been really getting the call-ups and who are really young. They're all like uh, U20 now, and so they're at a great age where they're going to keep developing, and now that there's more attention on the team, they, they're also going to be more motivated because they, they have seen now that they, that they can go and that it could happen for them too. And with Kimberly Guzman, it's really funny because she's a center back. She's really young. She's, I think, 17. And she's mentioned that Ruby Soto is like her second mom because they live together in the clubhouse. <laughs> and the, the funny part is that uh, Ruby Soto's last goal against Toluca before they suspended the league Kimberly Guzman made the assist for her. So I was remembering that and I was like, oh, that's like really cool. And that's also like part of how great the, the team has been at building that sort of of mentorship between players. And like, I'm sure that now that, that Ruby Soto is leaving, she's still going to be like in contact with her, with her teammates and talking about how things are over there. And that's also helping them to, to like stay on that, on that target, you know, if they want to leave. And also like the solidarity from players from other teams, like we had Charlene Corral and Cecilia Santiago who are already in Europe tweeting at Ruby and saying, you know, we support you. And, and you know, this is not, uh, if I come from Chivas and you come from America, we, we are all representing Mexico and we want you to, to, to succeed. And even like Tania, who is like the captain and a, an extremely uh, experienced player, uh, she told Ruby during the conference, like you're representing the dreams of everyone who is over here in Mexico now. Like, if someone could understand that it's Tania Morales because she was in the national team and then, you know, because there wasn't any league or any or many chances, she had to stop playing. And just maybe for her, it must also be very emotional to see how fast things are moving and that we went from not having women's professional football to seeing her teammates, you know, being able to, to accomplish that goal of going to Europe. Yeah, for sure. Definitely emotional. And then, you know, we also have to think about Ruby making the jump and then you know her adapting I guess to life away from her family and all her teammates in Mexico I know like a couple of like the older Mexican players Mexican guy players that have that went to Europe you know they said it was a rough transition just because it was like you don't really have friends you don't have family all you do is kind of go to practice and go to games you don't really know anybody I mean now I think with like technological advances it might might be a little easier, you know, you could FaceTime your family, you can call basically anybody from anywhere. But I think, you know, I think ex hopefully Ruby Soto doesn't have like a hard time transitioning to the lifestyle over there. Oh That's yeah, for sure. To keep an eye on. And I think that going to Spain and not there being a language barrier, that's going to be like a huge help. Right. If, it, if she was going to England, or, or, or elsewhere it would be like way tougher because of the language but I think that's also going to help smooth the transition out and the thing with, with Ruby I think that she mentioned it that even though she was having like personally a, a hard moment because of her mom passing she didn't want to let the, the opportunity go and I think that she's going to use that as a motivation because she was going to be part of the Chivas team from the first season who ended up being champions she was asked to join the team but she decided not to because she wanted to to finish school and maybe spend a little bit of, of time with her family. So I think that she now understands 
and maybe taking that as a motivation to say I'm not going to, to miss this opportunity and it's going to be hard, but I need to do this for, for me and for my family and for everyone who, who believes in me. So I think that mentally she's tough enough and, I, and I'm pretty sure she's going to make it. Yeah, I think you, you saw like a glimpse of the, her, her mental toughness. Um, one of the questions they asked, one of the reporters asked her, um, like, how do you feel about going to a league, you know, where a player like Charlene Corral is already like, has established herself and like is kind of is really good and she said you know not not for nothing she kind of said like you know i don't i don't want to be like them i want to be better than them and i'm like oh like all right like starting off bold you know i like that yeah and also that's part of of how the the women's team has been getting like the a complete staff they they have like their their own sports psychologists and their own department and i think that's also helped them like even during the quarantine period when they were um, at home, they were having like regularly these sessions with the with the psychologists to to talk to them and to try to navigate the period, which I'm, I guess must have been also really tough for them to be at home. And I'm sure that they that kind of support and, and professional help that they've been getting is also like a lot of like really useful in terms of getting there with the right mindset. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I know we keep just jumping all over the press conference, but, um, you know, Ruby also, like, praised Nelly Simone. You know, she said that she always encourages her to be the best she can be. And, like, you know, she criticizes her when she has to criticize her. Um, I don't know. I just, this whole press conference just felt like a really feel-good moment and, like, a look into how serious Chivas is taking the feminine team overall. Yeah, I think that since... A year ago, when Nelly Simone was was appointed as the sporting director, it was sending like a very clear message that they want to to make the team as professional as they can be, and that's something that Nelly Simone has said from from day one. I want this team to be professional, and I want them to be not just the best players they can be, but also the best person they can be, each player. So I think that it, it's been really consistent in terms of what she's saying and what she's been doing. And she's mentioned in interviews recently, like, I I am close to them, there's trust, but they know that I'm not their friend. Like, my job is to make them be as, as the best they can be. And that also includes, like like Ruby said, getting criticism and, and being able to, to deal with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like what they're doing with the feminine team, like, as a project overall. And uh, let's see, I know another thing Nelly Simone mentioned in the press conference was that before the pandemic, they had plans of bringing international teams to come play, I think, at, with Chivas. She said, but that all got postponed due to the pandemic. That's interesting. If they're going to bring in, like, strong teams from Spain to come and compete with the Chivas team, just like in friendlies. It's also, like, get gets more eyes on the Liga MX Feminine. Yeah, and we've seen, uh, like, Tigres who played a, a friendly against against the Houston Dash. Mm-hmm. And we've also seen America do a, a summer tour last last year in the the U.S. And I was expecting them to, to maybe do something like that this year. But with the pandemic thing, those plans must have gone in scrap. But, yeah, I think definitely next summer or who knows, maybe in winter, we, we will probably see, like, a friendly, an international friendly or something like that. I definitely see that happening sooner rather than later for the team. Yeah, maybe maybe they'll do what they did uh, with Chicharito, bring Villarreal in to play Chivas. Have Ruby Soto play one half with each team. <laughs> that would be awesome. All right, we talked about all the 
all the good stuff from the press conference, but we have to talk about like the one, <laughs> the one like uh, brown spot on the of the of the press conference, and it came from um, I'm not even gonna say the guy's name because I don't I don't want to give him more more exposure than he needs to get. But he basically, you know, every every reporter had an opportunity to ask. A question, and before before they started the media questions, they made it a point to say that you know only questions that pertain to Ruby Ruby's transfer and you know questions to Ruby were allowed. And then comes this guy, you know, he, first at least he congratulated her, right? I I thought he hadn't because when I first when I was watching it live, and he asked the question he asked, I was just I just got mad right away. I was like, what the <laughs> hell is this guy doing, like? <laughs> And then I was like, oh, I really hope Amari like doesn't answer this because it's not, it's not relevant. So he basically he he asked, you know, you guys help. He basically said, you guys help Ruby Soto. Now, how are you gonna help JJ Macias? Like, what's going on? And Amari was like, it's not the place or the time. He's like, I'll gladly answer your question at another time. And that's it. They just cut him off. That was like the perfect the perfect response. Yeah, it was great to to see that from Amari because that he he's showing like what what's going to happen like these are the rules and and we're here to talk about the women's team and if you're not going to to give them the place that they need to have then you're not going to to get to talk right and i mean this guy it's not the first time he's done something similar i mean he's clearly someone who's not interested in covering the the women's game or, or the women's team even though he's someone who regularly covers chivas and I think that it sent a, a strong message. Like, if you are not interested in covering the women's team, then what are you doing there? Like, he even tweeted later, like, those 50 minutes could have been a tweet. And that, oh, that sums yeah. a lot, like, the attitude that sometimes people have, like, saying, oh, oh the women's team doesn't matter, nobody cares. But Chivas are showing that, that people care and that they care and that they that this moment deserved the, the spotlight that it got. And if they are not going to get on with the times, then they should just get out. And I think that it was good leadership from, from Amaury saying that. And it was really funny to see. And I mean, there's always going to be people like that, but you, you have to focus on, on people who are trying to do right for the team and to cover respectfully the, the women's game and even the, the men's game, because we like tend to see a lot of trash reporting even for the men. So I think that, yeah, it was a, a really funny moment, but uh, I guess I was also pissed off when I when I heard that. I was like, oh my God, what are you doing? But it also, I think it was necessary to have that sort of moment to remind ourselves of of how much we need to do still. And also good, good I mean, on a Maori to, to do that and to say, look, we're, we're not going to do this right now. So, so get out. Yeah, I know. Everybody, a lot of people were attacking the guy on Twitter, and he was just blocking like everybody, left and right, left and right, blocking everybody. And then his tweet about you know a 50-minute press conference that you could have done in a tweet, like that's just unnecessary. Like you don't have to if you don't want to cover it. Like you said, if you don't want to cover it, don't cover it. You don't have to be an asshole about it. Yeah, I mean we we've been able to have a perfectly fine life without his coverage of the women's team. I think we we should be able to carry on without him if he decides not to show up again. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the only, the only like bad spot from the whole thing. Everything else, I think Chivas did a great job. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to mention? Bring up from the press conference? 
Well, nothing, just like that, congratulating their, their media team because they're clearly doing a great job and and it's really like a good sign and and it, it shows that the trust of hiring Nelly Simone because I know that she got a lot of backlash when she joined. People were like uh, waving out these photos of her wearing an America jersey yeah. and also like she was brought in by Higuera so maybe she could be like <laughs> the only good thing Higuera left in the club. <laughs> And, and I think that it goes to show uh, what can happen if people really, really take a, take the time and the effort to, to support the women's game. And, and I hope that this ends up being like a, a platform for other players to, to go abroad and, and also to show how things can be done if they are done the right way. So no, I'm really, really happy with the leadership the Amaury and Nelly and everybody has shown and how they're trying to, to integrate the women's team as, as part of the club because they really are a part of the club. So no, nothing, just really, really happy and just enjoying the, the, the emotional roller coaster. And we're going to keep supporting Ruby in Villarreal and now we're just going to have to look for those YouTube links to watch the matches and look out where we can buy the jersey. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be really interesting and, and also really fun to follow her on her trip to Europe. Yeah, for sure. So, yep, congratulations to Ruby Soto. Melissa, thank you for uh, taking the time to discuss this uh, historical moment for Chivas and for Liga MX Femenil. Um, I'm sure we'll we'll link up again to, you know, do kind of like a preseason for the Liga MX Femenil team. Um, I know there's a lot to talk about. We're not going to get into it tonight, but... You know, we'll just talk after and uh, we'll schedule something. No, oh, absolutely. It's always a pleasure to, to be here. All right, Melissa. Thanks for joining me. Uh, everybody, that was a special edition of the Chivas del Norte podcast. We're out.